<laughs> Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Matt, Matt. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend. I have such low energy today. I uh, know, it's, it's kind of just hot. It's hot and also, like, I'm about to be super broke. Yep. Always fun. Stupid transmissions. Yeah. Uh, people should check out our Facebook, especially, because I've been saying Gmail for two months and yeah. I'm kind of sick of it. Check out our Facebook. We're on Facebook. That's where we usually post stuff like links to our episodes and reviews. And if I write a review for a thing or if we, I don't know, every once in a blue moon or so, we remember to actually do a post being like, this is our next episode topic. <laughs> Tell us what you think about Very that. Very rarely. No comments, so. Very rarely. Yep. Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, Matt, what you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. I've been... Watching a bit more of Punisher season two, but I haven't finished it yet. Mm. Um, Where you at? I think I just finished episode eleven. Oh, so so you're close. So yeah, uh, he he just got out of the hospital and uh, got captured by Mahoney. Oh, that's right. Yeah, shoved into the back of an ambulance. Yep, had driven away. Yep, there is a food processor. There it is. My mom's making hummus, so that's nice. going to happen for about four minutes. Okay. So yeah. Uh, I've been reading a little more Swamp Thing, but I haven't gotten through all of the Volume 6 of Alan Moore's run yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm looking ahead to what I'm going to read after that. Got cool. A couple little one-off things, and then probably going to get into some Daredevil stuff. Yay! So. Marvel things! Woot! Alright. Uh, also, I played a chess tournament for the first time in almost a year. And? Um, I thought I was going to be really rusty and do terrible, and I was really rusty and did okay. So... Yay! Uh, now you're closer to being a master. A little bit closer, yeah. I um, I won two games against lower-rated players, and drew one game against a master, and then drew one game against an international master, which is exciting. International yeah. master John Donaldson, former captain of the U.S. chess team, um, and a pretty well-known chess writer, lecturer. And, and you drew him. And I drew him. Nice. Yeah, played the the start of the game pretty badly and he was kind of pressing the whole time but then he messed up as we we're transitioning into the end game and then all of a sudden i was pressing him mm. and i declined a draw offer the first draw offer from him Ooh. i felt so good I, he's like he offered a draw and i'm like you know what i know i've got two minutes on the clock but i'm gonna press on i'm up a pawn let's see if i can just do something here so what how does that how would that exchange go like want to draw and you're like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like really dirty with it. He's a really nice guy. I don't want to do that to him. But uh, no. So the the general procedure is you make your move. You say I offer a draw or draw or something like that, and then you hit the clock. And then they think about the offer on your time, and mm-hmm. then you can either accept, decline, or if you just make a move, that's an implicit decline. Gotcha. So that's I just pretty explicit decline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just, you, yeah. So I, I sat there and I thought for about 30 seconds and then made my move and kept going, kept going until it was just like as drawn as it gets nearly. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. That was fun. You go. And then I got absolutely <clears throat> slaughtered by the best player in the state in the last round. It was just a horrific game. <laughs> got checkmated in 25 moves. Oh my God. Yeah. You suck. Yep. I'm also a little mad because the way the prizes work, um, so there's like a first place prize and a second place prize, and I wasn't going to win because it was going to be between Donaldson and Advait Patel, who's the he's the best player in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be between them who gets first and second. And then there was a class prize 
for experts and like uh, also class A. And so for that, it's just the best score of any player whose rating is between 2000 and 2200 going into mm. the tournament. And there were exactly, well, there were four players going in in that group, mm-hmm. me and three other guys. Two of the other guys dropped out by the end of the first day. Oh, man. Oklahoma players have a bad habit of dropping out if they lose their first game or two. What losers? Which is, it's just really generally bad form. Yeah. Like, no, don't respect that. Yeah. So it was me and one other guy. And so I won my first game against a much lower rated guy. And he lost his first game to the guy I ended up beating in the second round. Mm. And Buddy Martin, who you know. Oh, yeah. From church. He had a great tournament and is unofficially nearly in the top 25 for the state now. Hey, aren't you weird. in the top 25? I'm unofficially in the top 10. Oh, that's right. Yeah, after this tournament, assuming everyone else on the list stays relatively static between now and then, the next time the list is made official, I'll be number nine. Yay! So, making progress. Also, like I'm only like 50 points away from number four. Yeah. And then... Numbers one and two, one of them just graduated high school, is going to school in New York. So he probably won't count anymore soon. And then the number one. This is going to be our podcast claim to fame if, if you like manage to make your way to number one. It's not out of the question. Use that fame as, as a medium for getting exactly. a podcast out there. Yeah. No, but anyway, so I won my first two games against relatively low-rated competition. This other guy, he plays two guys that are comparable to the guys i played loses the first one and draws the second Uh and then so he gets to play nobodies because he scored so badly in the first two rounds and he wins all three of his games against pretty low rated players Mm -hmm. i had to play a master and two international masters in my last three rounds and i I managed two draws and a loss out of that so i ended up at three points but he ended up at three and a half and so who wins Uh, the prize god damn it (laughs) so well yeah, but Whatever. still, it's a good tournament. How much money fun. was the prize? Uh, two hundred bucks. Uh, so you're out two hundred bucks. Fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah, I mean, he like he was kind of apologetic. He came, shook hands with me afterwards. Like, yeah, uh, he had a good tournament. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Okay. Man, there's still. a lot of noise happening in this house right now. It really is. Whatever. What's what's my dad doing out there? What thump thump thumping? It sounds like. Yeah, there's like it's it's groups of three thumps. And my mom's. Using the food processor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anything else you've been up to? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. All right. I uh, I finished season one of Punisher, watched season two of Punisher, watched season two of Jessica Jones, and I'm halfway through season one of, or season two of Luke Cage. All right. I have made my way through. Having a lot of stuff to do at work and just me sitting there in a dark room yeah. watching has gotten me through it. Yeah. Uh, so, any, any thoughts? Season one of Punisher is great. Uh, I understand now. Like, it took me... When I watched the first few episodes, I, like, wasn't really into it yet, mm-hmm. um, which is why it took me forever to get back to it. Um, it's kind of a slow burn. It's a it's a slow start, and then it gets, it really starts picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship, it's just a lot of really interesting character stuff, and that's what kind of, like, yeah. the, the charm of it is, because Punisher is a run-in with too many guns and bow everybody down kind of character. And that stuff's not super exciting for people anymore. Yeah. Um, you want more like stealth. Like people are really into the stealth kind of thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do that with him. So they like kind of put more effort into the character and storytelling, which is a great idea. Yes. Season two did this, did the same thing. Try to went with character arcs, but not as great characters, uh, not as great actress 
actors and actresses or acting in general and yeah. not as good at writing. Yeah, I'm not done with season two and we'll talk more when I get to it. Mm-hmm. But I find that I'm really liking lots of little pieces, but it's just not coming together yeah. in any it, meaningful way. It, yeah, exactly. It Like they, they kind of just constantly add things and don't yeah. conclude anything. Yeah. Um, which is kind of irritating. But last couple episodes are... It gets a little better, but not really to justify going back and watching everything again. Mm-hmm. Um, season two of Jessica Jones. Uh, what was the? It's it's just not fantastic. It's slow. The um, I'm trying to think what happens during that. Uh, the best part of the show is when Purple Man visions start happening. Yeah, like that's easily like the most compelling part because you got the two the two standout people from the first season right. interacting again. Um, and they, do, it's, it's weird to do delusion people. It's hard to do delusion people. Well, yeah, because you can, you fall into, you get, you get like traps of just cliche and stuff like that. Yep. They do a really good job of it, of yes. like, um, kind of playing into the idea that they are very similar people in general, mm-hmm. uh, which is something they established in season one. This isn't like a retcon, right. like, Oh, they're similar people. Right. Like they're very similar people. Um, and her struggle is trying to distance herself from him. And that it was a really interesting way that they did that. So yeah. that was always fun. Whenever the, whenever you'd hear his voice and like, yeah. Uh, cause they kind of hinted toward it in the first episode. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a purple in the background and she kind of, I think mm-hmm. she started kind of, like freaking out a little yeah uh but they really went full in for like the last three episodes yeah um which kind of shows the lack of a good villain in season two that your best villain moments are from someone who died at the end of season yeah. one <laughs> um shit does go crazy kind of at the end i was surprised i actually gasped uh mm-hmm. verbally yeah at the big thing that happens at the end yep uh we get a hellcat which is great because i've been her addiction thing was just bad that whole yeah. subplot was just bad. Like one, it was way too short for a full arc of addiction and uh, recuperation. Yeah. Um, they didn't nearly uh, bring uh, give fuck. What's his name? Simpson. No. Uh, also, yeah. The nuke. Well, yeah. The nuke got nothing. Right. Uh, nuke. The nuke. 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 He got nothing. Um. No. What's the Kurt? Not Curtis. Uh. What's the black kid's name? Uh oh shoot um fuck holy shit it's not Marcus no it's uh wow this is awkward this is embarrassing uh he's, he's really good he's too. he's great he's this whole like his arc was the best arc of this of this season yeah uh Jessica Jones TV series really quickly come on internet let's go let's go let's go I'm just killing time with my voice uh malcolm <laughs> malcolm that's right malcolm story it started with an m so having uh trisha's like addiction and not having malcolm all the way in it like he was there a little bit like he kind of he was part of it mm-hmm. but like her if you took him out i just i there was nothing about her yeah. thing that i cared about yeah. her mom was fucking annoying and just not a good actress and just like it that that whole subplot was just garbage. The The only redeeming thing was Malcolm coming in and being like, look, I've been there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, emphasize that more. But they didn't emphasize it enough or as as much as I'd hoped they would. Yeah. 
Um, because his whole thing is the fact that he was an, an, an addict that was utilized by Purple Man, and then he is now, like, he's now essentially a trained PI and utilizing, like, other, and, like, using other people to get mm-hmm. his own way, mm-hmm. which is, which is a great turnaround for him. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that whole thing. Um, so that's it for Jessica Jones. Uh, her mom, boy, they did not set that up for that to be her mom. No. Which is why when I texted you, like the moment, it's just like, uh, mom, it's like, that's not her mom. I don't like it. I literally like you could, you, yeah. I'm sure you could hear my voice. Oh in it. yeah. Like the, mm, that's not her mom. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it, it just felt like a deus ex machina plot twist. Yeah. A plot I, twist for the sake of plot twists. I, I, I feel like I could have liked the idea sort of in a vacuum, but I don't think there's any way to make that work on screen. Oh, there, there's a way to make it work. There's a, there's been, there was no hints toward it in their previous interactions. Right. And she knew, like the mom knew. So right. like, if there was like. Because they literally sat down and talked. Yeah. There's so much you had, could have done to kind of, like, put that idea in the viewer's heads a little bit, like, subconsciously. Yeah. But they did nothing with it. It was just like, oh, plot twist. Like, that didn't feel natural. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that that kind of meh. Uh, she got, well, what's her name? Actress for Jessica. Uh, Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter got some good acting set latter half of the yeah. series. Yeah. Like her kind of post realizing that's her mom, she acted the shoes off of that character. She's um she's a good actress. Conflict, like inner conflict, doubting everything, getting the purple man showing back up in her brain, like fighting all of her friends, kinda going bad, like just mm-hmm. a lot of moral dilemma with her, which I'm writing my D and D campaign right now and I am mm-hmm. putting as much moral dilemma as I can. I told you about the first moral exactly. dilemma case and it is Boy, is that going to be a tough it's one. A tasty one. Especially for one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that show was uh, picked up kind of latter half just purely based on... Uh, damn it. Ritter. Malcolm? Oh, Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter. I forgot her first name. Malcolm Ritter. Malcolm Ritter. Yeah. And Mal- and Malcolm's character. Yeah. Uh, think season three is going to be any good? Hell, honestly, I think it'll be like... <laughs> Honestly, I can kind of see it going the way Daredevil went. Mm-hmm. Where like Daredevil's like really good, pretty good, really good. Yeah. Like for me, I think we're, we we kind of differ on that. I yeah, think I think one's better, but but like there, it's, it's so hard when you're looking at something that's 300 miles. If you're looking at two planes in the sky, you can't tell which one's higher. <laughs> that's pretty much what's going yeah. on with season one and three. Yep. They're so good, you can't really tell. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Yeah. Like <laughs> when you're it. looking up, you just can't see the difference. Yep. Um, I think it might be kind of that where like they'll return to their roots, like what mm-hmm. makes things good. Um she uh she now has insane trauma of like now both people that love mm-hmm. was involved are dead. Yeah. Uh so I think I think they'll I think it'll be good. Um it might be a uh kind of it, well it could go one of two ways could go one way where it's like, oh, we're getting canceled. Who cares? Like, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes half-assed. Or the other way, it's like, we're getting canceled. Let's take some risks. And that could, yeah. that could pay off really well. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Nothing to lose. Yeah. Just have some smart, creative people go all in. Yep. Uh, do we know who the showrunner is for season three? Uh, I don't know. I think they've had the same person for both seasons so far. So really? 
I got a distinct difference between season one and two feel like showrunner difference. I'm not sure. Showrunner for Jessica Jones. Let's see. Come on. Hurry up. Jessica Jones. <sighs> um, so uh, while I'm waiting on this so far in Luke, Luke Cage season two, I don't like it. Okay. Um, it feels like they're trying too hard to get the campy, funky, black New York, uh, cop kind of feel mm-hmm. like, uh, like black dynamite kind of feel like, uh, Bever- Be- Beverly Hills cop, like that mm-hmm. kind of, uh, soul disco, like kind of feel. And it, with that, with the feel they're going for, the dialogue, which would, in a vacuum, seem okay, mm-hmm. seems campy okay, and weird. There's just, like, conversations that seem explicit and weird and just forced and not how people interact okay. in multiple cases. Um, Mariah's character seems to have gone down the toilet. Yeah, that is one complaint I have. Is she's wow. supposed to be kind of the center, and she kind of falls apart. She's just—it's not the same character as in no, season it's one, really not. and I don't like it. Like her, that you get a little bit of it when she like is agreeing to kind of manipulate, rekindling with mm-hmm. her daughter. Like that's kind of where you get it a little bit. But her being all like happy and woo, we're getting money. It's like where was that in the last season? Yeah. Um, I hate shades. I his really yeah. I just he oh, it just doesn't feel right. And okay, like I kind of liked him a little bit when he was just quiet and did things in the first season. Mm-hmm. But now he's kind of starting to kind of try to drive the drive like take the steering wheel in some cases. Mm-hmm. That's not his character. He's not a take the steering wheel person. He's the engine person. Mm-hmm. He's the person that makes the things run. If you say so. I don't know. It just, I kind of like the idea that he was just the hitman, just the quiet hitman that people were scared of. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, okay. I, I really like him. He's one of the big selling points for me in season two. Really? Okay. So it, his story does go some interesting places and I mm-hmm. don't know if you've really started getting in those yet. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I think like season episode five. Okay. So I probably think. not. Yeah. Uh, um, where is the it? ending kind of, completely blows up and goes in some interesting directions just like jessica jones too good ways yeah okay i think so it the pacing feels really weird the last like two or three episodes Mm -hmm. but i kind of like how the story goes okay uh i'm still not finding uh oh it seems to be melissa rosenberg leaving after season three okay so Mm -hmm. same one um what was the thing uh oh well jessica jones boy they really hammered home the like feminism yeah it got like a little too overbearing in some cases that can yeah that can can break things yeah like well the first one which was an interesting example is like uh especially surrounding all of uh jerry all mm-hmm. of that was very heavy just everything feminism yeah like and i was like okay it feels like you're only putting her in here to put the feminism in the show right um her whole character arc is kind of stupid it was a little weird it was just she got cancer so she went crazy and just like all the lesbian sex everything about lesbians and women and i was just like all right that seems like that's the only reason that's in there which seems kind of a waste um 
the one that I kind of did like was like people that refer to God as a she. Like mm. I, I could. God doesn't have a gender, so like you could say she, and it's there's no different from us saying it's like oh God's not a girl, it's like God's not a man, you fucking idiot. <laughs> there's a reason our pastor never actually uses a pronoun when it comes to God. He just refers to God as God. It's like when God does this, then God does this, and God does that. It's like because mm-hmm. God doesn't have a fucking gender. God's not a human. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, we'll see where that goes. Uh, what else? I've been reading a little bit of comics, but I think I talked about this last time. I'm facing the issue of when I read a comic, I'll get like a few pages in, and it'll give me an idea for something to put my D and D campaign. So I'll immediately put the comic down and start writing my D and D campaign. Yeah. Uh, so I'm facing that struggle. Uh. I didn't know that the Batman Hush trailer had come out last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, I only watched the first half of it because it looks like they're just going uh, verbatim from the comic, which I'm fine with. It's supposed to be a really good comic. It's a great comic. It's actually next on my list. It's yeah. sitting underneath my new Teen Titans comic right now. I'm gonna. I, I would like to read it at some point. So. Uh, you could probably borrow it when we get back to my house. I mean, I got I got a lot of stuff I want to get through first. But well, I mean, this is like this is uh post 2000 comics which not late 90s and 2000s are when the comics start to read faster okay um so they you cut, sit they down finally figure out how to cut down on words a little bit well i mean it's not necessarily that i think it's i think it's less of oh like we can tell the story in shortest amount of time i think it's more of like we can stretch this out and sell it for longer mm. kind of thing like putting kind of some like making the panels bigger, putting fewer lines in a thing can make the plot go longer. Right. Um, which that what kinda dirty. Do us a little dirty. Like at the same time I do like how those how the mod- more modern comics read. Yeah. Just fewer lines and it's it's more efficient. You can do you can almost do more with less. Yeah. Like you don't have to spell everything out. You can do a little more with implication. Yeah. Trusting your audience. And that's kind of the thing that uh uh Marv Wolfman does is he does a lot of narration. It's like right. uh someone says, Oh, and I didn't do this and it's like, for in fact my fair readers, he did not do this. It's like Thanks. Thanks, Marv. Appreciate kinda, it. Kinda got that. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, uh Hush is a it's a pretty quick read. The whole the whole thing will probably give you like take like an hour and a half maybe to read. All right. So just sit down good evening and get through it. Mm-hmm. Takes a lot longer to read a new Teen Titans thing. I'm actually like my goal tonight when I get home, it's going to be about three 30 when we get home three forty five. I'm mm-hmm. going to spend the rest of the night trying to get through that teen Titans. I genuinely enjoy it. Like it's good, mm-hmm. but I just like, I don't like to put myself through a full story like that just to get through it. Right. But like, I want to get to hush before the movie comes out. <laughs> so, and that's next on my list. And also I just bought the next two, uh, or the most recent two volumes of the Mark Wade run of the flash. So mm-hmm. I've got five full volumes of Mark Wade flash to read through. All right. So, I want to get to that stuff, so I'm just going to, like, get through the Teen Titans. Also, it'll feel accomplished, because this is the last released volume, like, the most recent volume of New Teen Titans. So I will be caught up on my first actual, like, it's now the New Teen Titans and the Mark Wade Flash that I am actually fully caught up on, Mm -hmm. and I can start something else. I can actually, I'm going to finish getting the Nightwing series next. Makes sense. And then I'm going to try to finish all these, like, half series that I have. Then I'm going to get all the Earth Ones. You'll be, I can't wait to read those. Remember when I was reading those and I was like mm-hmm. talking about them? Yeah. They're like very interesting twists on the world. Right. I love those and I can't wait to get back to reading those. Cool. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, that's all I've been up to. All right. What's the world been up to? Oh, uh, what's the world been up? 
I kind of like that. I've definitely done that before. Have like you two done or that? Three times. Yeah. Oh man, we should make that like an official thing. Like <laughs> instead of being like, "Oh, news," it's like, "What we've been up to and what have what's everything been up to?" Yep. Yeah. Well, Christopher Nolan's been up to some stuff. Christopher Nolan's been up to Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. We finally got at least a title for his next movie, Tenet. Tenant. Tenet. Tenet. How do you T- spell it? T n e t e n e t. Tenet. Glad you asked. Merriam-Webster <laughs> defines it as a principle, belief, or doctrine generally held to be true, especially one held in common by members of an organization, movement, or profession. So, like, oh, like the ten Christians tenets. will talk about the tenets of your faith. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, yeah, it's just like a, a deeply held belief. That's the first thing that I thought of. I was like, when. Because I know not tenant, like the person who lives. Right. And I was like, okay, well, the tenant, uh, like the thing, like the ten tenets of, mm-hmm. the, of the faith. But then I also kind of thought that that was tenant as well. So mm. I didn't want to say it. Common but... misconception. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, a lot cool. of people mix that up. Yeah, well, I did. It's so. one of the most common near homophones, I guess, because they yeah. do sound slightly different. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's called that. We know it's going to be sort of an international espionage movie. Yay. Which I have a theory on. I'll get to in a second. Okay. Um, we've also got uh, at least a really relatively full cast list. Uh, so we knew Robert Pattinson was going to be in it. We knew John David Washington's going to be in Boy, it. Boy, that kid is getting around right now. Yeah. Wow. He is going to be fucking rich at mm-hmm. the end of, like, 2020. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so John David Washington is, I think, Denzel Washington's son. Yeah. And he's he's the lead in Black Klansman. Okay. He's pretty good in that. Um, I just, his voice sounds weird to me, but he's Doesn't good. Doesn't sound like this. Not really. <laughs> the fact that you're even like remotely questioning it makes me want to hear his voice. I don't know. It's. What's his name again? John David Washington. John... Just watch like the Black Klansman trailer. David Washington, American actor. Okay, anyway, continue. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, Kenneth Branagh, Michael Caine, of course. Yeah. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, Dimple Capadia. Dimple? Yeah, I think she's a Bollywood actress. Oh. Which, okay, so maybe they're going somewhere where they can take an Indian actress and pretend she's of that particular ethnicity. So, I don't know, anywhere east of... Oh, wow. John David Washington, yes, the son of uh, Denzel Washington, but they actually focus on his own career before saying, oh, yeah, by the way, he's the son of Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played for the St. Louis Rams. No way. Yeah. Undrafted free agent, 2006. Huh. Spent four years as running back of the Sacramento Mountain Lions, the United UFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cool. Running back. Very nice. Nice. Now he's an actor. Yep. Anyway. Uh, so Dimple Capadia and Clements Posey. Clements Posey. Who you might remember as Fleur from Harry Potter. Oh! Yeah. She's been in some other stuff. She's been in other Christopher Nolan things. Has she? Yeah, there's something she's been in. I almost want to say Batman. Are you sure about that? Clement. I don't spell her name. Clement. Uh, C-L-E-M-E-N-C-E. Clements Posey. P-O-E-S-Y. Percy. Percy. Percy? Posey. Uh, in Bruges. I did know that. Uh, all the Harry Potter. In Bruges, not in Bruges. You uncultured swine, huh? In Bruges. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You need to see that. She's in Gossip Girl. The tunnel. Hundred twenty. Oh, I think it was hundred twenty-seven hours. I watched that. Right. Might have made Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, (laughs) Danny Boyle. (laughs) She's in the Hollow Crown with uh. Holy shit. Um. Wow, how am I forgetting his name? Loki. 
Tom Hiddleston? Tom Hiddleston. I haven't even heard of that. Must be bad. Hmm. Yeah. There's a picture of Tom Maybe Hiddleston. It's a TV show. Um, okay, yeah. She was not in anything with okay. that. Also, uh, Hans Zimmer is not doing the score, at least as of right now. <gasps> yeah. It's going to be uh, Ludwig. Wow. It's I want to know what that conversation was like. Like, Hans was like, so, like, I'm, I'm kind of thinking this. He's like, oh, sorry, my boy. Not a good 15 years, but. Yeah, a good 15 years plus making, like, easily, like, a large chunk of the top 10 movies of all time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, it seems like Zimmer's been kind of tailing off a little bit, just like, you know, kind of maybe easing into retirement. Yeah, I mean, he's got. He's, he's left his mark and he's got his protégés that are out yeah. there doing the same thing. That's, I mean, that's that's a big part of what he does now is he just trains people like Ramin Djawadi or... Um, What's the girl's name? That... Benjamin Wallfish or uh, Pinar Toprak? Possibly. What'd she do? Captain Marvel? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Um, she still has stuff to learn. Ramin Djawadi's picked it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ludwig Göransson is going to do the score. What's he done? Black Panther. Oh, Oscar yes. Ludwig Göransson. Oh, dude, you know what would be like, okay, so I'm just thinking this. Okay. This, I don't know if this is a uh, thing. Maybe, like, he was chosen because he's really good at taking different cultures and putting those music in. Mm-hmm. So if it's an international espionage thing, you'll send him, send the dude to France and the music will be, like, French. Or you send the dude the to Koreans. Rus- like, the Russian or, like, different, like, East Asia, like, Koreans. Mm-hmm. And you get, like, the different music kind of cultural musics from those things in the soundtrack. Uh, That'd be great. That dude knows how to bring different cultures into a single song. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yep. I trust Christopher Nolan pretty much blindly at this point. Despite, yeah. Despite interstellar, which is, you know, it's fine, but, um, but yeah, no, everything about this is speaking good things to me. Yeah. Speaking of Robert Pattinson. You know, it's really surprising that like, there's a lot of, nolan's normal actors that aren't in it like uh yeah oh god what's his name i had his name in my brain two days two two minutes ago uh killian murphy killian murphy yes that's him he's in like everything christopher nolan does he's in a lot of them he's in uh inception inception the whole dark knight trilogy i think he's the only non like good guy that shows up in all three yeah yeah um uh and uh Dunkirk. dunkirk yep yeah and then there's Michael Caine in everything. Yep, Michael Caine. Uh, yeah, he's actually been in everything, I think, that I can think of. Because he's in Dunkirk, isn't he? Uh, No. He's, he's not, not in Dunkirk. He's not in Dunkirk. He's not in... Um, let's see. He's, in, he's not in Memento. He's not in, like, the pre Oh, I forgot about Memento. Yeah. yeah he's not in Following. Pre- uh, he's in Prestige. He is in Prestige, yes. Yeah. He's in the entire Dark Knight trilogy. He's yep. in Inception. He's in Interstellar. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then there's like Tom Hardy and them who aren't in them. Oh yeah, no Tom Hardy in this one. Tom Hardy, huh? What's Tom Hardy up to now? Uh, playing Venom. That one time. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah. Speaking of Robert Pattinson. Speaking of Robert Pattinson. So is this? Are we calling it Pattinson? That's exactly what I was gonna say. We are now yeah. calling it Pattinson. <laughs> so thoughts. I'm reserving my thoughts. Okay. Um. That's a mature and very uninternetally thing of you. <laughs> uh, my my initial face value thoughts were, oh, he's too skinny. Wait, Zach Levi. Um, can he act? Cedric Diggory. Uh, yeah, kind of all the all the things that normally would be concerning 
are pretty much like for the most part just set to the side not mm-hmm. completely like put down or like dismantled um secondary degree he can do kind of serious when he needs to be yeah um uh, absolutely um, you, haven't, you haven't seen good time mm-mm. it's he's in that and he's i need to do some Ro- robert pattinson research yeah we'll have to we'll have to dig into robert pattinson's a few, few yeah. of his movies um so we'll see honestly like um obviously he, he's comfortable playing a character that can only work in the dark that was a twilight joke i know <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think if i want to come up with a snarky response or just let that pass <laughs> uh so yeah we'll see uh i think he's he's a pretty decently attractive guy yeah he's got the right sort of like stern chiseled kind of face structure i guess that i'd I'd imagine and honestly what makes batman is the like you can make a good or bad batman with any actor yeah um it it's the support cast really like whoever you get for alfred really can affect Mm -hmm. like honestly i did not like um jeremy irons as alfred yeah he seemed too young and too like energetic energetic yeah Yeah. i like i like jeremy irons and oh i love him i I just don't like him i even like his performance there it's just not very alfred yeah it's not alfred um so get uh ian mckellen (laughs) that could be an interesting alfred yeah i can can see it who's a who's a who's a lanky old guy Lanky old, Linky old, old British guy. guy. Yeah. Um, like honestly, uh, Michael Caine was a great Alfred. Yeah, he's kind of the perfect fit for it. Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't say perfect. Okay. There was there was st- there are still some elements from the comics that are just like, eh, yeah. not entirely there. But well, I mean, it's also like not a very comic book. Series, yeah, and also so. what they wrote for him was great. Right. right. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more. And also, villains are going to be really important. Oh God, did you see who they're doing for the villains? Uh, Penguin and Catwoman. Penguin and Catwoman. No, <laughs> <laughs> we've had them. <laughs> well, I would I wouldn't mind seeing a good version of the Penguin. Yeah. Uh, we we've had two really weird versions of Penguin, and honestly, like, it's really risky doing a character that was done in the Dark Knight trilogy, because mm-hmm. like those were done really well. Like, you could do yeah. do Mister Freeze. I really like that idea because like his his whole he was a fucking joke until the animated series, mm-hmm. and then they bring in like the wife and like his whole trauma and shit like that, mm-hmm. and. You just suddenly have a really interesting character, a character that can only that's very restricted in where he can thrive mm-hmm. and like his drive and stuff like that. You can make a really good dark movie from that. Yeah. Um I think though that they're leaning a little more into the noir world's best detective stuff. Yeah. So they need someone that's a little more crimey and underworld type guy. Uh yeah. So I'm trying to think of who who would be a better Mr. Freeze makes more sense as a sequel villain, I think. Yeah. Um Penguin's not well, yeah, I guess he kind of is. They can, and they can definitely write him as more of a crime lord type. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's like he's kind of a crime lord. He's he's the one one of the few characters that Batman, like, that he he lives in the in the public view, mm-hmm. and that Batman regular regularly like attacks his like the Iceberg Lounge is like you're doing shit, and he's like, no, I'm not. You can't prove anything. Why? And yeah. he's like. <laughs> and I, I, leaves. yeah i think i think there's a way to write penguin as a satisfying modern update yeah i mean 
you've seen the college humor Batman stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> the the like thirty seconds of Penguin we get in that is really great. Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt, yeah. Uh, yeah. So so we'll see. We'll see how that how that develops. But mm-hmm. that's interesting choice. I yeah. I will remind everyone that's freaking out right now that when Heath Ledger was cast, the entire world blew up with like, what? Yeah. Because at that point, he was kind of best known as a, either a rom-com pretty boy or the guy who played the gay cowboy in Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. So. Or the really cool guy from The Patriot. Don't forget The Patriot. Oh, yeah. He was in The Patriot. The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Right. Yeah. It's a mostly watchable movie. He got kidnapped and then freed. That's pretty much the extent of his character story. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he die? Huh? Doesn't he die horribly? Yeah. yeah, he gets shot. Okay. He dies in the arms of his dad. That's right. That'd be a horrifying place to die. Mel Gibson's arms. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So what else has happened? We got a Downton Abbey movie trailer. Yep, that we did. I which... need to watch Downton Abbey. Is that one that I can watch while I'm working? Yes, very much so. Okay. It's it's light and it's fun. It, the way I describe it is BBC uh. takes sort of the generic American TV formulas and does the best possible version of them. Okay. So Luther is the best sort of police procedural crime of the week uh-huh. type show uh sherlock is the best sort of detective show until it started getting too caught up in its own mythology and just completely falling apart by the yeah. end of season three um and downton abbey is the absolute best version of kind of a soap opera type thing where you've just got a massive cast of characters and they're dealing with uh i don't know like relatively mundane problems yeah but it's it's a really well done period piece and the characters are mostly really likable and interesting and all feel, if not like real people, then at least, at least like consistent characters that have their own ambitions and direction mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and it's just, it, the music's really good. It's, it's just, it's kind of, it, it's a really well done, but fluffy show. Okay. So, so I will watch it while I'm working. All right. Once I get through all the Netflix stuff. Okay. I like that I'm getting through my shows because of this. Yeah. Like how busy I am at work and I can just put on Netflix, close my door, turn off my light because the fucking sun is behind me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's my productivity fucking plummets after four o'clock because actually three o'clock during not daylight savings time mm-hmm. because like the sun just I cannot see my computer screens and I can't turn my desk in any way mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit in any other way in my office. Mm-hmm. So it's just a nightmare. <laughs> But yeah uh, cool so we got we got that movie going which is a interesting same actresses right same yeah actresses. same same cast it's, i know that it's uh, like a sequel i know that uh god damn it i'm drawing a blank on everyone's names today um what's her name margaret no oh uh maggie smith maggie smith yeah it was maggie she's back yep yep she's good she's great she has a couple good lines in the trailer so that's good you know where else she has a good line what's that Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald. When she shouldn't have been alive. Why are we talking about this? Don't talk about this. Because the end of pop culture. We've still got more news to oh, talk shit. about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm j- okay, uh, uh, call forward. There we go. That's what okay. it is. Or a teaser. Call head, yeah. Yeah. I'm so tired, guys. I have no energy today. <laughs> moving uh, on. Moving on. Uh, oh, we got uh, another Toy Story 4 trailer. Ah. Uh, kind of doesn't look great it doesn't look great it's just a cash grab for disney um, tom hanks is like this is an emotional end for a series it's like th- fucking toy story 3 was supposed to be an emotional end for the series toy i thought story they were doing like it another- was supposed to be an emotional end for the series <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so we're getting 
We're just getting an adequate Toy Story movie that everyone's yeah. going to say is perfect, and we're going to have to fight it on, fight every person on. Yep. People who lack nuance are going to be like, oh, it's the perfect movie. It's like, no, because none of it made sense. Yeah. I, my formula for judging how good a movie's going to be is how good the writing in the trailer is, and there were a lot of, like, really iffy lines. Yeah. So I haven't seen it yet. I didn't bother. Yep. Let's see. I'm trying to read all this stuff. Oh, uh, nope. I don't know what that is. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got a trailer and got released at the Cannes Film Festival. Right. That's uh, Quentin Tarantino's new movie. Um, last I saw it was sitting at like 9.8 on IMDb because Damn, dude. it's Quentin Tarantino and yeah. the fans are going to be all over him. But it's getting really good reviews. Uh, looks interesting. It's got, I mean, it's got Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt uh-huh. as the leads. So I'm, I'm into that. Um, oh, we got a Picard trailer. Oh, did oh you see that? no, I didn't see that. Yeah, we're doing a st- they're doing the Star Trek Picard show. Yeah. Show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, is it like are they so I haven't seen anything about this since I knew that they announced it. Are they doing like sort of old it's, man Picard where he's After he left, after he left uh, bitter Starfleet. and bitter and grumpy. And... There's like uh in the trailer it seemed to be there's a reason he left Starfleet and they're like asking him why he left Starfleet. Mm. So there's going to be uh um uh, didn't reveal too much. Did reveal that had been promoted to captain from captain to admiral in the years have passed. In the years that have passed since Star Trek Nemesis, uh, left Starfleet after leading a rescue armada on an important mission. The mission seemed to have changed Picard's life. So what? Uh, yeah. So he did a mission. Shit went wrong, or something life changing, and then he left. Okay. So it's likely it's well, it's after that. So we'll probably figure out reasons why. Okay. He's a good. He's a good person. Mm-hmm um we got another promo for stranger things 3 did you see that oh the coke thing the coke thing did not see it coke is releasing new coke oh yeah they're doing they're doing new coke again i I didn't see the i did see that uh no it's like i mean it's just like a minute and a half scene Mm -hmm. it's a pretty funny scene it's like gonna be completely meaningless for the ultimate plot i'm Uh sure but it's very funny and it got me hyped even though it has none of the like main main characters yeah it's got um so, I've got Billy. It's got Billy. I think I saw the. I think I saw a very brief thing of him like walking on a uh, pool. Yeah, near a pool or something. He's, he's a lifeguard. And, yeah. Um. All the suburban moms are there. I hope we get more of him. Like his character was garbage during season two, but like they set up for a really interesting character plot with him. Yeah. So like I, I want more of him. Like kind of because they they introduced like the him being neglected and him turning it on his sister, right. which is. Always a setup for a great rede- redemption arc. Yep. So just waiting for that. They did not do that with season two. No. <laughs> season two had a lot going on anyway. So. Yeah. And they knew that they were doing more. I can't figure out what this says on my. Uh, Marvel rumored to be considering uh, considering introducing Deadpool in Spider Man three. Hmm. Hmm. Huh? Huh? All right. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. Yeah. Um. Oh, I always want to draw attention to interesting indie movies that, you know, I'm mm-hmm. interested in. Um, so The Nightingale, uh, which is a, it looks like just a period piece rape revenge story, but it's by Jennifer Kent, who did The Babadook. Oh, okay. Uh, it's set in Australia in like the 1820s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's got a young woman that gets assaulted by a British soldier and then enlists an Aboriginal tracker to get revenge on the man who wronged her mm-hmm. it looks it looks like it could be real real good yeah real hard to watch but sort of the good hard to watch oh right we got a terminator trailer 
What? For Dark Fate. What? Looks really bad. Oh my god, when? Uh, Thursday? How did that completely go under my radar? Because it wasn't Doesn't exciting. Matter. No one cares. Yeah. yeah. I still can't figure out what this one thing says on my notes. Quiet Place sequel uh, creeps silently towards March 2020 release date. Yay. That's less than a year away. Yeah. Wow, it's almost the 20s. That's 10 months. Dude, it is. It's almost the Roaring 20s. We should yeah. call them the Crazy 20s. Not the Roaring 20s. Nah, crazy's lame. It's a bad adjective. Jack fucking crazy 20s. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm not going to figure out what that is. Oh, let's uh, see. Which one? Uh, the looks like MW3 trailer but near the bottom right. Bottom. Bottom. Oh, World War 3? World War 3. I don't know. WW3? So. WW3, maybe? Wonder Woman 3? No. No. That wouldn't be Wonder Woman 3. Um, uh, I'm going to think about it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, uh, so, Matt. So, for Eston. What's happening? Pop culture is ending, that's what. What's pop... Well, okay. Actually, this just popped into my head. Pop culture can't end. No. Like, pop culture is literally what's popular in culture at the moment. Right. But what we know as pop culture... I think the very paradigm of pop culture is ending. Okay. So... Elaborate. This year marks the end of Game of Thrones... The end of the Skywalker saga of Star Wars and probably the sort of the, the Star Wars that we all grew up knowing and loving and the first natural endpoint of the MCU. And all those things are going to continue in one sh- way, shape or form. We're going to get Game of Thrones spinoffs. We're going to get the uh, Benioff and Weiss Star Wars movies and probably the Ryan Johnson movies. And maybe eventually we'll do the Obi-Wan movie and we'll, we'll get Star Wars till the end of time. Mm-hmm. And the MCU is continuing because, of course, it is. They're popular and they have this movie making thing down to a science at this point, mostly. Yeah. Uh, but the sort of the main event for each of these is coming to a very defined end in a span of, I don't know, eight months between April and December. Yeah. And those, I think, are kind of the last big shared cultural touchstones in pop culture. And so people smarter people than i have been reporting on this for a while that our media consumption as a culture is increasingly becoming more fragmented because we have just so many options yeah you've got at this point dozens of different streaming services that are all promoting their own original content um if you've got a million dollars and a halfway talented group of people you can put together a a really great indie movie Mm -hmm. um it's just, it's like there's so many options that all of a sudden we're not all talking about the same things anymore, except Game of Thrones, the MCU, yep. and Star Wars. And so those are all going to come to kind of their natural end, and all of a sudden we're not all going to be talking about the same things anymore. We're not going to have any of that shared thing. And it kind of feels like there's going to have to be some sort of bubble bursting, but I don't know exactly how that's going to go. Yeah. I think something else is going to come up. Sure. I think um, maybe the uh, the Godzilla movies will like be fantastic and everyone will love them and that's going to be the thing. Uh, maybe DC gets their shit together and yeah. that's the new thing. Maybe Marvel jumps the gun on restarting like a new overarching plot thing and starts it with Spider-Man 3 mm-hmm. and we get introduced to, the, to Galacticus or whatever. Galactus? 
Galactacactus. 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 That's what it is now. Um, so maybe one of those companies will. I'm getting rocks out of my flip flops that I just noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one of those things will start up. Um, I'm kind of thinking maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe we don't get another shared thing, and it's, you know, we'll still have superhero movies. DC and Marvel will keep doing their thing till yeah. the sun explodes, and we'll get good ones that'll make you know six hundred million dollars or whatever, and a lot of people will see them. But it's not going to be the same sort of like cultural event type of thing yeah. necessarily. Yeah, that's it. Is it is interesting to have seen this the this rise and fall of the. I kind of want to say stadium movie. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, it's like a Super Bowl where everyone talks about it, like more and more leading up to it, like mm-hmm. theories about it. Yep. And then it happens and we're all like, fucking woo, that was crazy. And then we stop yep. talking about it like two months later. Yeah. Like that, this momentary high of cultural orgasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. And I just, I think that with everything behind the scenes, that's like not one of those big three being so fractured. Yeah. It's it's kind of going to be difficult for something to emerge from all that. And I think especially given the way that some of this stuff is ending. So MCU Endgame is great. And they they won. They, they won this game that they've been playing for 11 years. Yeah. But that means that's a satisfying ending. Yeah. It's hard to come out of that. Game of Thrones is kind of maybe left a sour taste in people's mouths. Oh, we didn't even do a Game of, game of Thrones thing. We didn't do a Game of Thrones uh, Really thing. quickly. Really disappointing ending. All the character arcs that we were expecting to be satisfying kind of just fell out the window. And everything that like, D.B. Weiss, uh, like D&D were setting up completely disappeared. Okay, moving on. Man, I really want to dig into that at some point. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have our Game of Thrones episode by episode series that we're going to get back yeah, to eventually. I want to I wanna restart that now that we like have bigger context. Yeah. But... Yep. Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. Game of Thrones kind of left a sour taste in people's mouths. Like, it's, is that going to leave people a little more cynical about these big TV things? Because we've kind of been getting that's kind of been the pattern recently. Yeah. Like, you go back to Lost. No one liked the ending of that. How yeah. I Met Your Mother. No one liked the ending of that. Mm-hmm. This is like, I mean, there have been good popular cultural touchstone shows like breaking bad and uh, mad men i guess yeah could have ended well even go back to the sopranos for ones that people don't like yeah are people gonna be like well what's the point i'm not gonna watch this only for it to end badly six seasons down the road yeah do you think that's gonna happen man i what i think should happen what i think is going to happen is they're gonna keep doing that because that's just the way that the corporate greed works with uh entertainment industry they're just like we just got to keep making money we'll just keep doing it we'll keep making walking dead until we fucking die because that's what we want to happen and we'll throw in a few kinks on the road occasionally like making everyone think our main character died but then he's actually okay and on a helicopter and going back to civilization that's actually completely re- re- reconstructed and these little isolated island of survivors are still trying to survive even though there's an entire civilization somewhere um yeah that's walking dead fucking went down the hole because of that like uh, i mean the I'm, i don't know if you heard about that nope oh it doesn't matter you spoiled everything for oh me. it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> uh well i mean like stuff like that where um they'll just keep going and keep going and then be like oh final season like arrow's doing it but arrow mm. stopped being good on episode two um, Arrow was good in episode two huh arrow was good in episode two 
I'm, I'm not going to get fucking into that. Um, but, like, they'll just keep making shows. But what I think they should do is just show the success of a limited series. Mm-hmm. Have something where you go, I'm going to make a three-season show. Mm-hmm. There's an end. This is the end, and we will build to it. Not because this open ended, like, come up with a bigger and harder and like worse, like mm-hmm. scarier danger just escalates, and you run out of stuff. I think that model's mostly dead anyway. Like, you look at the big shows that have happened. Game of Thrones, yeah, it's big and it's long, and they kind of didn't know how they were going to get from point A to point Z, but they knew that there was a point Z, and they were aiming for that all along um breaking bad was always designed as it's a beginning middle end it's just an extended single story really. yeah uh, a lot of these things were designed to end and i think I, I think at this point the model of just keep going until the ratings aren't good enough anymore i think that's already obsolete i i don't know i mean yeah people are gonna people are still watching their whatever season we're on of ncis and Stuff like that. Is that still going? I think so. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, that's that stuff still exists, because you still gotta have... I don't want to say dumb TV, but I kind of do. It's dumb TV. Dumb TV. Just, you know, normal TV that the people that don't care will put on in the background. And people that'll be like, let's go to a movie. And that's why Transformers and Pirates of the Caribbean keeps making money, because it's uh-huh. a recognizable name that they know they can go watch giant robots punch each other for two hours, or watch... Whoa. Johnny Depp have some antics. Who the fuck is Ellie Bishop and Nick Torres and Jack Sloan? No Who idea. The fuck are those people? They're in NCIS and they are not Tony and like Tony, Abby, Ziva, and well, they had McGee still. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is happening to NCIS? No. Anyway. Anyway. No, I th- I I think that there's always a place for that model because there's always a place for dumb TV. But talking about like the the real stuff, you know, yeah, the Game of Thrones is of the world. Uh, I don't think that model's viable for that sort of shared experience thing anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has been for a while. No, it hasn't. Because uh, like, especially when we can theorize about the end of the show. Yeah. Like you can't theorize about the end of Walking Dead. Yeah. You sort of can. There was a theory going around that they kind of. Uh, debunked about like how uh pretty soon the zombies are just not going to be a threat anymore because mm-hmm. like you can kind of watch uh the i think it's uh matt bat matt pat pat matt pat matt pat matt pat matt pat did a film theory uh video on you can actually see the uh the zombies kind of go through the different uh stages of decay Mm-hmm. And they're in, like, the black decay part, which is, like, right before just complete decay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, they moved north. Like, they moved from Georgia to, like, Virginia, where it got colder. So it'll, like, kind of preserve them a little bit longer, kind of stretch it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the timeline got shorter. Season six happened in the, in the span of, like, a week. Or, or season eight happened in the span of, like, a week or something. Oh. Like, where it's just really short as opposed to, like, four years over the course of, like, three seasons right kind of thing um so yeah there's stuff like that where um there's going to be an end but they're just going to keep fighting new interesting we just need more negan incidents where there's just mm-hmm. like everything's kind of boring and then you introduce an amazing actor doing an amazing interesting character mm-hmm. just to kind of spice it up a little bit yeah um oops i keep hitting my mic yes. i am the worst at that yes, i just are. need to get it hanging so that like 
because I move my hands a lot and it's just right in front of my hands. Yep. Um, so yeah. Yep. I completely forgot to talk about my Christopher Nolan theory. So he was in line to direct a James Bond movie. I know that they talked to him about it. Uh-huh. I think if I'm remembering correctly and if the reports were correct, he turned them down. Uh-huh. I think it's because he had this idea percolating in the back of his head for an international spy thriller. And he said, all right, I've got this idea. Can we make a James Bond movie out of this? And they said, well, maybe, maybe not. We got to tweak some things and, you know, we got to do all these things and we're the producers. And so you kind of got to do what you say. And he's like, oh, well, all right, too bad. Go mm-hmm. hire someone else. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. And if that's true. I really like that because that's a guy capitalizing on his own name recognition and refusing to compromise his artistic integrity. Yeah. Mad props to you, C. Nolan, if that's true. C. Nolan. C. Nol. Chrissy N. C. Nol. I like C. Nol. C. Nile. C. Nol. C. Nol. C. Nol. Anyway, moving on. Anyway. Um. Uh, yeah. So I think. I mean, I think this might be in the in the vein of that it's like the end of the comic book movie era um i really and we're just gonna i'm just gonna agree with you on the fact that like having all of these i get stadium movie events i guess i'm coining that term all right um that's coming to an end and we're just not gonna have that and it's gonna revert back to pre-2009 when it was just like hey there's this movie an interesting movie coming out and then Mm -hmm. some of your friends will go see it with you and then that that'll be it yeah. It'll just be kind of uh, take it as we go, and maybe in a few years we'll get another one of those things. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious about what's going to happen moving forward with especially streaming services. That That's another thing that I was going to say, too. Like, TV is gone. Cable's gone. Yeah. Like, it's it's already dead, yeah. but they don't know it. It's, it's only... I don't think any of my friends have cable. Yeah. I don't think any of us, like... Millennials are killing cable. Yeah, no fucking cable's killing cable. Um, Creative destruction is killing tape. Create cable. Yeah. Uh, So I think with streaming services, Deadpool is killing cable. Deadpool did not kill cable. This is true. Um. Anyway, with streaming services. Yeah. So streaming services, I think they're just going to. uh, It's. It's going to spread out the. The fan bases, because some people want the Disney one, some people want the CBS one, some people want the uh, stay with Netflix, some mm-hmm. people want the DC one. Bad idea. It um, just it doesn't seem sustainable long term to have two dozen different streaming services. Well, and that's the thing. It also doesn't seem sustainable to have like a million different channels that you have to pay for separately. But then you have a cable company who create a package for you, right? That you can get some of those, and that's what cable companies need to move for is creating packages of. Hey, do you want the entertainment one? Do you want the news one? The news one has Fox, CB, or NS, MSNBC, and CNN mm-hmm. streaming services, which if CNN makes a fucking C- <laughs> streaming service. Um, I mean, that's what they might have to move to yeah. is just change their platform from cable to a quote-unquote streaming service mm-hmm. where they just live stream different, like, store. That'd be a great idea. I it's like I just don't know if they have the market power to even do that. Like, Netflix can buy and sell some of these guys. Well, who owns CBS or who owns, who owns CNN? Um, is it not it's not Warner Media, is it? Uh, time. Mm, time does not own CNN. Time is completely independent. Um, CNN. Let's see. 
This is the stuff that we that we rarely get into of like who owns a news company. Right. This is Turner Broadcasting. Turner. Okay. Who else do they own? I figured it was Turner. Uh, CNN, Cartoon Network, Bleacher. Wow. True TV. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Turner Net- Turner Broadcasting could easily make their own streaming service and just have a really weird combination of yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, if you want to watch a TBS, reasonable... TNT, like Turner could just make his own yeah. like thing where you uh, there's so much. Yeah. But like, no, even even for someone like me, where I just want a variety of different content, I want to be able to watch a few different movies and TV shows, and I'm just kind of mostly in it for the entertainment. I have to have like three or four different streaming services just to hit all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, it feels like it's going to, it's going to have to break down somehow. Like I don't know if people are going to keep paying for Netflix and CBS streaming and uh, I don't know, direct TV and Sunday package. Holy shit. I was kind of right. Uh, Time Warner in two thousand in twenty eighteen, Time Warner was acquired by telecom firm AT and T and renamed Warner Media, which I knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, in March of twenty nineteen, AT and T announced a major reorganization of Warner Media that effectively dissolves Turner by dispers- dispersing some of its properties into two divisions: Warner Media Entertainment and Warner Media News and Sports. So CNN is under Warner Media. Holy shit! I was right. Nice man. I'm good at this. You've been calling <laughs> stuff all day. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that that's Warner Media can just make their own thing because they'd have Warner Media Entertainment and Warner Media News. Mm-hmm. So then you can have like, well, AT and T making their own cable, going, "Hey, we'll give you Warner Media because mm-hmm. that's us." Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can have like Cox and uh, and Xfinity like do these packages where you get the entertainment stuff. So you get like Warner Media Entertainment, you get the DC streaming service, you get HBO. Things mm-hmm. like that, where it's entertainment that you can get news and you can get sports, and there's like three categories of the media, yeah, and stuff like that. Like movies, you can get a movies package, right? Like I guess I was thinking, uh, I'm kind of reconsidering my own point here because I was thinking, okay, are people really going to be willing to pay fifty dollars a month for four different streaming services? But they're paying fifty to hundred bucks a month for cable. Yeah, this is just replacing that. It's just replacing that. It's, it's just the packages you, just you have, get. You have more choices and more specificity. Yeah. It's the market almost making itself more efficient. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's fucking what happens. That's what happens with the market. So yeah. I guess this this discussion has moved more into like the market kind of yeah. dis dismantling pop culture. Yeah. Um but I think that's that's what this might be is we're gonna start getting divisions of uh what people watch and like mm-hmm. obviously the entertainment one is gonna be the most expensive yeah. uh, package like i have been i have been saying this for a long time this is i'm me with this is like the people about 60 years ago saying gold buy gold <laughs> um like packages for streaming services because literally the fact that nbc is going to a streaming service is just showing you that the entire world is going to streaming service yeah yeah you can have the dc like the the entertainment companies be like, oh, good, inter- good streaming service. But now when a – almost a news – not a news, but they still have entertainment. When mm-hmm. a TV channel goes to a streaming service, yeah. that is the that is the definitive end, and cable needs to adapt now. Yes. Like within the next 365 days, cable needs to start pr- providing packages of – and I think there might just be they, – they might be working on that. Mm-hmm. There might be d- uh, discussions happening with – xfinity and cox like talking to warner brothers which you know is also warner media like warner media mm-hmm. and disney going like okay what can we do how can we work out this deal that 
is mutually beneficial. And that mm-hmm. might be happening. Yeah. I don't at- know. It it kind of feels like the market might be more focused on like you have two dozen choices. You get to pick and choose exactly which choices you want. It's not going to be cable cable companies being a middleman and trying to package that. I think cable companies are just a dead man walking middleman at this point. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily a dead man walking. If you've got, uh, if they do that, if they, if they make it less, we prepackage this for you. Mm-hmm. Cause well, I mean, that would actually be a better way to do it. Like for them, not for us, because mm-hmm. then they get to choose if you want CNN cartoon network, and True TV, which are all Warner Media, mm-hmm. um, and then you also want HBO, then that's when you can go buy those particular streaming services yourself. You can single handedly buy those. Mm-hmm. But you could save money if you just, like, for me, I'm just going to want entertainment. I don't watch the news because right. the news is incredibly biased and it's pissing me off. I only listen to, in, uh, to, NPR, which is still a little left leaning, leaning, but oh, they're pretty biased. Objectively, but... like better. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're decent reporters. Yeah, um, like because it's so hard to get non biased. Like Time Magazine is left leaning. Like that's that's where yeah. our world is. Every, everyone's <laughs> biased, and most people are just bad at reporting. Yeah, um, so I listen to them, and that's the radio, and the radio's just doing its own fucking thing. Yeah, the radio's not. <laughs> Has no ramifications. Somehow still trucking along in the era of podcasts. Yeah, the era of podcasts and Spotify. Like I'm, yeah. like Spotify is kind of bringing them, but it's the uh, radio personality people that we like. You get some really good ones. Like I actually, um, uh, uh, Jason PJ, or New Zealand uh, radio personalities that I actually really enjoy. I don't know how I got a video, like watched a video, but they're actually really funny. Hmm. Um. So like people like that are what people keep people on okay TV on radio. Yeah. But once they they go, oh hey, people are here for me and not the music. Then they go to do a podcast, and then that's the end of the radio. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think there's it takes people with marketing degrees to come up with a method of that, like marketing yeah. and like honestly, you could go help with an econ degree. You kind of understand how the economy works. <laughs> But you understand the the thing about having an econ degree is that you understand that no one knows how the economy <laughs> works. <laughs> but that's where you like that's where you're there. You're standing there, and the marketing people are going like, "Okay, the economy is going to go this way," and you're like, "No, it won't. You don't know." <laughs> it's just you sitting there going, "You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know." It's just like your na- It's just your. Yeah. <laughs> you become like Hodor. All you say is, "You don't know." <laughs> yeah. um, I just. I, that feels almost a little too like utopian. I just, I can't see Netflix sitting there being like, yeah, we're willing to be prepackaged. And you know, Disney's like on their quest to become God. They're not going to, they're not going to let someone else become a middleman to them. Well, it's, um, it's how much Netflix is willing to pay Cox. Or how much is Cox is Cox willing to? Uh, I don't know. It's there's got to be some deal that makes that work because these deals work anyway. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like this happens. It's it's how all of the market works. It's how uh, like construction companies work. Like you can you can pay a construction company to build it, but there's like y- it, you pay more for that, right? Because it's easier, and so like it's just there's. I, I don't know how this works. This is a marketing. This is actual, like, maybe an actual degree of, like, finance where they can go, okay, 
we pay them this much, we charge this much, we make money, they make money. Obviously, the consumers lose, yeah. but they get a benefit from this. I, yeah, I just, well, I, did, I, just, I don't see how the consumers would go for this. Like, I don't see how it makes their life any easier to buy a package unless they're getting a big discount somehow. In which well, case, if you want to buy, companies getting money? if I wanted to do Netflix, DC, Disney, inevitably Fox Entertainment, which, oh no, that's Disney, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Netflix, Disney, Warner Media, or Warner, Warner Media Entertainment, and DC. Which maybe that even gets bundled under Warner Media because mm-hmm. Warner. Um, if I wanted all four of those and they were all under one package and I can get it cheaper to get the package than all four of those, mm-hmm. then I can do that. But if I didn't want one of them and then it's cheaper now to buy the three of them under the package, not under the package, then I'll do that. And that's where uh, the that's where data analytics comes in with the packages is them going like, what are people most likely wanting, mm-hmm. and like what's the, what's what are the statistics of these people like of the of the population what are the most popular ones we can bundle those up discount it a little bit and then they save money and they'll buy more of our stuff yeah i just i still can't see like the the end people like netflix being like yeah we'll let this middleman company sell our service at a discount because they know they can sell it right to a consumer for their whatever yeah. price they want but it's consider uh buying a package with a channel or with a with a service that you don't want or that you don't really mm-hmm. care, like if you didn't care about Netflix, mm-hmm. but you bought the package that contained Netflix anyway, Netflix is now essentially getting a sale that they would not have gotten before. Right. So, and that's how that's where the 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 um the but, stream or the company goes like, okay, if you got this person that wants Warner Media Entertainment, uh, Disney and uh, DC, but they don't want Netflix, but they buy our package, you're getting another sale f- through us. By someone who's not would not have normally bought your stuff. Yeah. So we're still paying you for a service that you're not actually even providing at this point. Mm-hmm. So like the, I'm sure it costs money to have your have your data centers. Like I'm sure you could save a little money by people paying you but not using your services. Mm-hmm. So that's that thing. Like you're getting paid for a service and you're still saving money on not actually having to provide it to them. Yeah. I mean, it's just. But then there's the, like, you lose the flexibility of you can define your own package and consumers aren't going to actually get what they want. So they would go directly to the companies. So Well, you don't, like, loot. You can still buy the streaming services on your own. Right. And so why would you pay for a package that gives you stuff you don't want? If it's cheaper, uh, if it's, like, marginally cheaper to buy... If the, if the ones right. you want are in there and it's marginally and it is, cheaper... And it is cheaper than it would be buying separately, but yeah. then the uh it's just there's there's gotta i could probably come up with some sort of example of like a very vacuum level thing that i can yeah come together to prove to you that this is a thing (laughs) (laughs) i just i don't know i i can't see it working out but it's possible yeah i I think it's gonna happen i think within the next couple years we're gonna start getting streaming service packages especially with stuff like when NBC announced that they were doing a streaming service, I was like, fuck, mm. that's the end. <laughs> Cause like Disney and DC, they've yeah. got a lot they can do. Yeah. Like Disney owns everything now. Yeah. So like them doing a streaming service, like that makes sense. Yep. You guys have everyone. Yep. But like, and honestly, Disney's doing Disney plus. They're not doing, they're just doing like their movies and shows and stuff like that. They're not doing their ABC and their, uh, right. ESPN. Right. Um, so we'll see how that goes. 
maybe we'll do them as add-ons like hulu you can buy channels yeah and, and like and you can do that with amazon too yeah which that's a good model in and of itself yeah streaming service with add-ons yeah that maybe that's what the streamings are or, or just cox disappears well they it's, provide internet yeah i mean they'll just disappear as a tv provider though yeah i could see that happening streaming services yeah jump in and fill that role yeah you get, you get more efficient you get to specify again what you want yeah and so. honestly ads <laughs> yeah that's gonna start happening in streaming services yep we're gonna start getting ads in netflix at some point i guarantee it probably we get ads in hulu if you're not paying for the premium i get ads in hulu yeah yeah well i'm not paying the premium i'm broke <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think that's that's where it's going it's the death of pop culture of uh this is what the world's providing us and i think it's going to move more towards like streaming service uh everyone can just just get what they want yeah and people are going to look for different things there's yeah. going to be people who like downton abbey there's the people that like young and restless there's the people that like the daredevil series that's definitely coming back don't fucking worry it's coming back on disney um, starting to get a little worried <laughs> oh they just haven't we have we've heard nothing from the disney plus mm-hmm. um i am almost i'm partially confident that they're going to drop or they're going to open up Disney Plus when they said they're going to open it and on it is going to be like the first 3 like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and Daredevil. Like they're secretly filming all this shit <laughs> and they've just like they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, here's season 4 of everything." <laughs> That'd be so great. Not happening, but no. Um but yeah, people, it's going to be more of a it's going to be much more clicky almost. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to you're going to get to pick what you watch and when you watch it yeah. and it's going to be a lot less of Everyone's seeing this, I should see it too, and more you figure out and define your own tastes. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see, like, I think there's going to be more, uh, along with the with the Game of Thrones thing, people are going to, you're going to have people getting together to watch the new season of this show that that group has become very addicted to. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, we did that now with uh, Game of Thrones every Sunday, all the Disney, or all the Marvel movies every week, every, every year, and star wars movies that are going to continue without those things that to tell us when to get together we and our friends will choose when to get together so like you me and andrew mm-hmm. and like maybe tiercy emily brendan will like get, get together mm-hmm. and watch watchmen. the new daredevil watch yeah. watchmen yeah stuff like that we'll choose well watchmen is going to be a game of thrones thing good so we'll have to get together when they release it but yeah, yeah so that's where we're getting okay that's what's happening Yep. We're at an hour and 10 minutes. All right. We've talked. We've had this 15 minutes. All right. Shallst we? We should probably shallst. That was a pretty interesting discussion. Yeah. I, I like that. We come in with like a one sentence episode title and just yeah. talk for 45 minutes. Yep. It's good. It's good. That's what we're all about here. We're getting better at this. Here at Justice Lizard Podcast, you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Podbean. You can reach the show on Facebook where we're just us losers i mean you know how to search facebook you understand this you're a competent 20 21st century person are you comment comment on our facebook or send us a tweet at justice losers pod <laughs> we're also on instagram at justice losers pod where we mostly forget to post pictures because i always post pictures when i'm watching stuff but i haven't been watching anything recently yeah. so that's kind of on me i'm not that sorry i don't believe in instagram instagram is evil down with instagram that was a turn we also have Gmail, JusticeLosersPod at gmail.com. You can email us if you have some theories about how the pop culture landscape is going to change moving forward. The pop culture landscape. The pop sculpture. Pop sculpture. The pop sculpture landscape. Pop sculpture media, namely uh, 
movies and DVs and har- charts. Cool. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, yeah, if you got theories about how that's going to all shake out, email us at justicelosersspot at gmail.com. What are we talking about next week? Uh, Fox sucks. Right. Yep. Yep. Do Fox. they? Huh? Do they? Do they? Find, Find out, out next week. week. Hey, yeah. Give us, give us your thoughts on on Fox and the. We're mainly talking about like the X Men and what they're doing with that and. Yeah, X Men and maybe how they ruined the Alien franchise and. Maybe we'll get some pretty liberal discussion. Who knows? Why Fox News is super biased and bad. We shall see. (laughs) So yeah, if you got thoughts on I don't know anything in particular, send it to one of our places. Our feeds are so lonely. We need. Human contact. Please. Yeah. We're begging you. Please. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.